So first of all, I just wanted to start off. What do you initially do at City Council for Chino Hills? Um, so I serve on the City Council. It's an elected mm -hmm. position. I was first elected in 2012. Um, I am up for re-election in November, so um, if successful, that will be my third term. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with what um, city councils do in municipalities, uh, we set um, you know the priorities and set policy, um, uh, city ordinances, and so forth. The governing of um, a city, you know, not unlike what ASI does here on campus. Mm -hmm. So we know that previously you were a mayor in the over the past four years. So how does being on a city council differ than being the elected mayor? Being mayor in Chino Hills is uh, the primary um, duty is to preside over the city council meeting and for ceremonial um, events, um, they want the mayor. Mm -hmm. So so it's more like the way the British do it, where they have the head queen. Who's just yes, like a, I was the queen. I, yes, I was indeed the queen. Yes, <laughs> the queen of my, co my colleagues would agree that I'm the queen. I'm the only female on our council. Okay, so I want to touch on that a little later mm -hmm. on, being a woman in politics. Okay. But let's go back to when you initially came to Chino Hills. Uh, so you came to Chino Hills in uh, 1995. So what drew you over here? Uh, well, actually, I had uh, I was recently divorced, and I was a single mom. Okay. And um, I moved to Chino Hills uh, to be close to where my parents lived and some friends because I had my own business at the time. Um, so it was just very random that I ended up in Chino Hills. And it's, it's ironic because when I first moved to Chino Hills, I felt very um, intimidated when my son started kindergarten because I was divorced, you know, a single mom. And I told my mom, I said, oh, I hate Chino Hills. They're all Stepford wives and I have to have a resume to be a room mom. And, you know, then I became mayor. But what I learned from that is, is that... Um, to always, if somebody wants to help, um, always make sure you're inclusive and find something for them to do. Um, that's what I learned from my, my beginning experience. But I, of course, I love Chino Hills mm -hmm. now. It's great. And um, I think Chino Hills was fine back then. It was just my own lack of self-confidence um, at the time. So I see. Mm -hmm. So let's take it back uh, to when you went to Cal State Fullerton. Where did you live when you were going there? I lived at University Village. We call oh, it okay. UV. So, and then where did your parents live? Um, in Covina. So I, I, okay. I lived very close. Um, mm -hmm. And I could have easily commuted. Um, I'm glad I live close to campus. Um, I think that that changed the dynamic of my experience because um, I worked on campus. So if I had shifts at different times, I could just you know come on over, walk on over, bike on over, and that you're here. So um, my son went here too. Oh, okay. um, he was a commuter the whole time. My son graduated four years ago with a bachelor of fine art degree. Oh, okay, I see. Mm -hmm. So the bachelors of arts just kind of runs in the family. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's fine art, so I can't even draw stick oh, okay. people and. Uh, <laughs> He's amazing. So shame, shameless promotion of my son. He's um, he hates it when I do this. Um, Instagram is skipper underscore Richard, and his art is amazing. So oh, okay. well, we sure to check that out. It is animating, and he graduated four or five years ago. Because oh, he's also an alum. We'll, he we'll is. Check him out. He is. Yes. So um, so yeah. Back then, I lived at University Village. I see. So mm -hmm. instead of commuting, you got that more in-depth university experience by living there, and you were mm -hmm. able to like participate in more clubs, more work, and just be more involved with the school itself. Yeah, because there was no dorms then. Oh, okay. I see. Yes, this was 30, no, this was like 35 years ago. So, wow. And I, actually, I got here early today and I walked around campus and the campus is so much nicer yeah. than when I was here. I felt like I was at a resort. I was sitting in these nice orange and blue chairs outside and I'm listening to like background music coming from the tree. I mean, and then the pool, don't even get me started on the pool. The pool oh, was there like, wasn't a pool back then? No, there wasn't even that gym. The pool is amazing. It's yeah. like being at a hotel. So, you know, what's interesting is that so... When I was at Cal State Fullerton, it was called the UC, the University Center. Yeah. And I worked at the University Center. And um, I think it was when I, my last year here, we were um, trying to pass um, 
I guess I could call it a bond, but it was something that the students vote on, voted on, the, uh, the fees that you pay mm -hmm. for your Titan Student Union yeah. now. Well, this was about to increase the fees and to get students to vote on something that they would never be able to enjoy. And that's how that building was built. And I understand now that it got remodeled a second time too. So my son enjoyed stuff, yeah. you know, that we that we advocated for. See, that's like yeah. a little bit of the issue that's going on, even mm -hmm. with the parking. I'm not sure if you saw it, but mm -hmm. we're building a new parking structure, and the current they're planning to increase the prices next year for mm -hmm. to pay for the parking structure. But mm -hmm. the thing is, the seniors and the juniors currently they won't be able to see that parking structure or use it. So we're kind of paying for something in the future that we kind of can't use. So and like you know that. what? That's that is a carbon copy example of what was happening 35 years ago because the students were saying you're going to increase my fees and I'm never going to be able to enjoy that you know student union building well back then I didn't even know if I'd be married let alone have a kid let alone know he would go to Cal State Fullerton mm -hmm. and then my son enjoyed it but you really have to um, embrace a different philosophy about paying it forward yeah so I can understand that nobody likes their fees to be raised but um, really what it means in any organization that you're in um, you want to pay it forward for future mm -hmm. generations and um, that's why I come back for alumni stuff. I love talking to students because you guys, you know, they always say you guys are the future mm -hmm. and um, I think it's it's great to have those connections with alumni with current students. And in turn, like you said, how you come back to campus, you kind mm -hmm. of do get to benefit from it. Like with yeah. the parking structure, if you do come back when it's built, then you don't have to worry about oh, parking. Oh, it's so nice here. I'm going to come here once a week and do my work. I'm going <laughs> to come here and get the Wi-Fi and my Starbucks yeah. and sit in the TSU. No, it's very nice here. Yeah. So, And there was plenty of spaces to sit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Food yeah. court's amazing. Yeah, it's super nice. And then we have all the places across the street. And mm -hmm. we do have a plentiful amount of things that do get built because mm -hmm. of the previous payments. Mm -hmm. So even though, I mean, I can kind of see how it is, how it does make sense from the current juniors and seniors that it's kind of difficult for a college student and then just to pay extra when they're not going to get any immediate benefit. Mm -hmm. So so like, is it on the ballot that's coming up this week? Uh, I don't think we have a choice, no. Oh, you don't have oh, No, yeah, oh, it's just okay. like they already start... Or it might have been a, a choice when it was initially being planned, okay. but since it already started being built, then it was already voted on, I presume. And okay. then with that, that's kind of how it is. And it's kind of with the ballots that are given mm -hmm. uh, in different counties and cities where I'm not like too educated on it, but I'm sure mm -hmm. you are more onto that where with like parks and different things mm -hmm. that are being built, they ask for bonds and like payments for that, right? Yes, and you do mm -hmm. vote on like school bonds and things yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting. interesting. So another thing I want to touch on, you got your bachelor's in communication. So what made you go into politics? Like, oh, yeah. was it something so, that you thought uh, of in college? Or oh, no, 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 no. Politics was the furthest thing from my mind. So um, now I meet quite a few young people that are um, majoring in political science, different things, because they know that they want to be in politics. Yeah. So, yeah, that was not me. I was a communications major. My uh, concentration was advertising. Um, I got into event planning, PR. That's always kind of been my gig. And then... Um, you know, fast forward, uh, I was very involved as a volunteer on many different levels, like with PTA at the local, county, and state level, served on some, you know, boards, and um, there was just an opportunity to run for city council in Chino Hills, and I, I had the support of some some friends that said, you know, you should do this, and um, yeah, then I ran. I was fortunate enough to get elected my first time, mm -hmm. so. So yeah. what kind of sparked the interest that shifted from you being a communications major to thinking that maybe politics is for me, maybe something. Was it just like the volunteering and PTA? It was the volunteering, but it was a different time of my life because I didn't, um, I had more time. So I was just, you know, working part-time and I could devote time. It's considered part-time and part-time wages, but it really is a full-time job mm -hmm. depending on what city you're involved with. Um, our community loves to have city council at events 
Um, this morning I was in an elementary school and I'm here doing a podcast as a council member. Mm -hmm. So it's never ending about what you can do, which we're happy to do it. So it does take a lot of time where if I had a traditional full-time job, it would be very hard to do as much that I do in the role of a council member. And I want to do that much. So for me, the timing was right that I had the flexibility in my schedule mm -hmm. um, to do that. I see. Yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned, a council member, you kind of have to put on this, not a persona per se, but mm -hmm. it's a type of person that you are and everyone's mm -hmm. watching you in your community. So everything that you do is constantly being monitored by the people around you. So it's not like you work a couple of hours a day and then you just call it off and then you switch. Oh, you're you're right. constantly in, in the that grocery moment. store and they call, yeah, which is, that's what you sign up for. But, yeah. you know, um, to your point of what, what, what triggered inside me that I said, okay, I, I have this passion for politics and I want to get into it. I think it's because um, as the older I got, I got more confidence in my ability. And I thought that um, I knew I could affect, have more impact on the community as an elected versus a volunteer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I wanted to go to the next level. You know? So you're constantly trying to improve the community that you're in, whether it is yes, PTA, yes. whether it is being an alumni of Cal State Fulterton. City or Pride, I'm a nerd. Gino mm -hmm. Hills, yeah. yes, yes. So initially with your communications major, what did you think your future goals were? Or did you just come in? No, I wanted to work for like an ad agency oh, okay. or um, PR firm, mm -hmm. um, special event planning. You know, 35 years ago, there was not um, specialized programs for like hotel management. And I mean, it's, it's so different yeah. now. There's so many opportunities, like, you know, um, very specific opportunities mm -hmm. for education that's, that's really good for you guys. Um, yeah. Communications was very broad back then. Um, when I just graduated from college, uh, I moved out to the Temecula area because it was affordable and there wasn't really that much in the way of a job. So I just went to the tallest building in Temecula at the time, which was like a three-story real estate building. And I applied for an accounting job, which I suck at math. I take I took one math class here, math for liberal arts students, oh. math 110, and that is the tip. You can graduate with that one math class. Oh, you can? Nope, they don't tell people enough about it. Wow. So math 110, and uh, so I took the accounting test. I, I didn't pass it, but they said, okay, well, keep your resume. And a few days later, um, the HR you know, called me and said, well, um, someone in the marketing department saw your resume, and it seems like you might be a fit. And um, there wasn't even really a job, but the timing was that they were going to start creating a job for a marketing person in employee relations. And then I ended up getting hired right out of college. Um, and I know it's very difficult for students to have a job waiting for them. Um, that's why my, my last semester of college, all I did was put my resumes out and then under education, it said anticipated graduation date. And I just went out there and interviewed like, you know, I was ready to get a job right away. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it didn't go directly from you being a communication major to applying for that job in particular. You just went for something I needed that... a job. I needed to pay my bills. So yeah. And it's like, just, just do it. Apply for everything. And mm -hmm. it's, if I hadn't applied for that job, they would have never saw my resume in the marketing yeah. department. And of all things, I applied for an accounting job. I was just like desperate to get a full-time job. So yeah. um, one little tidbit I will give um, students is that, um, and my parents are both in education. So I, my uh, stepdad had said when I graduated, take the CBEST test. Mm -hmm. And it'll come in handy at some point. And there's been two times in my life where um, I've been like in between jobs or starting my own uh, high school reunion planning business. And uh, I needed to have a flexible job. And you can substitute teach with the CBEST and take it right when you get out of college because all the information is fresh in your brain. Yeah. And you don't have to take the test ever again. All they want is your money at the state every year to renew your emergency credential. And you can sub anywhere in the state of California. And mark my words, there'll be a time in your life where you need that extra money. and you can go earn some decent extra money where in between jobs or something changes in your personal life or if you're start, an entrepreneur and you're starting your own business, 
you can have that. That's what I did when I started. I had a high school reunion company for 15 years. Oh, that, that's really interesting because I didn't want to mention that. I was a little yeah. confused why you decided to go into substitute teaching. You're a con major who got, got into politics, yes. but then also substitute because teaching. Because I had to quit my full-time job mm-hmm. because you know how it is when you start working your own company, you're not making any money. You're putting yeah. it back into the company. So I would sub during the day and we'd work at night. And um, I did that for a couple of years. Then. And then talk about your company that you started with the high school reunions. Um, our company had a business partner who was also an alum mm-hmm. at Cal State Fullerton. And... Uh, it's called Reunions with Class, and you know this was started in the '90s. So this was like you know, this was before any social media, like internet, but n- n- nothing related to social media. So uh, the reason why um, high school alumni would want us to help plan the reunion is um, to find the people because no one could find anybody, yeah. um, and so they could do credit cards because no one had Venmo or anything. So they needed a service like ours, and it, it thrived for 13 years. And you know, we we saw like the writing on the wall as technology evolved and we were becoming dinosaurs kind of like travel agents no one walks into a brick and mortar travel agency to plan a trip anymore um so we ended up selling um, our business to a competitor in the la area um because not only were they not needing us to plan the reunion an interesting dynamic that happened was um many people are compelled to go to their high school reunion because they're curious they want to see what oh. Johnny, who was in their geometry class and was really cute, looked like now, or Sally, right? Mm-hmm. Curiosity. They want to buy that ticket and see. Now everyone stalks everyone on Facebook, and you know everyone's life. You know what they look like. You know everything. So why would you want to go to a reunion? Mm-hmm. And really, I think that was more telling of why the industry of reunion planning was just going down. No, yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't have to wonder, oh, where are they working now? But like instantly... On LinkedIn, it'll say, oh, they got a new job. And I'm like, okay, now I know where you they're working. see what their husband or wife looks mm-hmm. like. You see what their kids look like. So that that's very different now. So it was great doing that business. And um, so after that business, I uh, did some substitute teaching. I did some marketing for Chick-fil-A. I did some consulting. And then in 2012, I ran for city council. Mm-hmm. So. so another thing I want to touch on was the purpose of volunteering. Why you? Because that also triggered you into mm-hmm. going into city council mm-hmm. because you wanted more of like a power to change to make change for the mm-hmm. city so what started the whole volunteering experience and why why is it important for people to do that well for me volunteering is just it's like set in my dna because my mom volunteered mm-hmm. so it's all i ever knew growing up my mom would volunteer at school she volunteered at church it's like she's just very hands-on and you know volunteerism is kind of like what what has made our country and i think an Unfortunately, I think right now, people are more inclined to volunteer because A, they have to, or they're gonna expect something back for it. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I'd like to see more people volunteer for the sake of volunteering, just because it's the right thing to do. And whether you know it's at school or in the community, I mean, there, there's so many things. So I, I just think that inherently, we should feel that we need to give back and we need to volunteer mm-hmm. our time. Because when I was in high school, I was in the IB program, mm-hmm. and over there, it was rec- or it was mandated. International baccalaureate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was mandated that you needed to do around like a hundred hours. So many kids are service hours. For it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then it kind of feels like the way they do it in prison, where you're mandated community service. Yeah. And it creates the point where it kind of is resentment. Where that's a very good. Similar to how I feel it is with volunteering yeah. now, where a lot of yeah. people just they get like PTSD from no, their whole high school that's experience. That's true. And they feel, well, and it's it's hard because as a council member, I get a lot of requests for letters of recommendation when it's college time and you know different things and you know sometimes I have parents asking me for the letter where I, I say you know here's my phone number have have your student have your son or daughter contact me directly because um, it's just I feel for the students of today because it's just very intense there's a lot of pressure um, very test driven at the high schools you know 
when I substitute at the high school, I see it. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for college, don't get me wrong, but for some kids, it's either the timing's not right or it's not a good fit. So on campus, you mentioned that you worked at the Daily Titan. What are some other things that you were a part of, like clubs or? I worked work? for uh, the University Center. What was my title? Programs director. So I had to come up with programs that would um, get kids to use the services of the UC. That's what we called it then, the University Center. Okay. What you call the TSU, now Titan mm -hmm. Student Union. So we had a travel agency. On campus? In the, in the UC, if you can believe that. Honestly, when you first mentioned like travel agency, I didn't know what you meant. Oh, I've never seen I've never even heard that I didn't know it was like an actual thing it's a store you walk in there'd be people sitting at desks and there's brochures of whatever and you you sit with the person and they help you plan your trip and they make all thing. the arrangements for you and they, you, they book your travel so we had a travel agent in the lobby of the University Center um, we had the bowling alleys we had the arcade games um, we had the pub Did you stop the pub yeah, yeah, yeah okay so we had Thursday night pub dances okay. So I, I, we did marketing efforts and promotions to get people to go to the pub on Thursday nights. Across the street, we used to have like the Red Onion, but we called it the Dead Onion. You should come over to the third, I know, very corny, come to the Thursday night pub dances. Um, so I did that. And then um, I did some like ASI gigs, like a, a semester job. Like I was homecoming commissioner. When we, we still had a football team then. Oh, okay. And we played at Santa, yeah. we played at Santa Ana Bowl. I see. Yeah, I feel like a, a granny talking to my grandson. <laughs> We had a football team back then, so yeah. I didn't even know we had a football team. We well, did have a football team. What happened to it? Do you know what happened to the pro it? I, the program just ceased. It was right, okay. ironically, it was right after our stadium was built. So oh, okay. I'm not sure what happened there. We'll ask Fram for some history <laughs> on that. He wasn't here either, but yeah. yeah so I was homecoming commissioner, and um, we had a homecoming court and mm -hmm. homecoming game. I and mean, we still have like the homecoming game, but we do it for basketball instead of oh, football nice. since it's like okay. we don't have the uh, football team anymore. But okay. Yeah, so I mean, we still try and keep up like the school spirit in sports. So something I did want to touch on that we mm -hmm. did mention earlier was women in politics. Okay. As a city council member mm -hmm. and then as a former mayor and in the current election cycle and all that, how is it being a woman in politics? You know, I'm very fortunate because um, my colleagues in Chino Hills have always been very respectful. Mm -hmm. And I truly, uh, I truly feel equal in decision making and things. I mean, I know that's not the the same in all you know areas of government um i get mixed feelings because um i agree that there should be more women in politics but i don't agree that you should vote for someone just because they're a woman mm -hmm. so i still believe in like looking at someone's qualifications i i agree that not everyone has you know maybe the same chances i i, I get that whole thing too but getting to your question with women um what what i do is i try to empower young women and give them the confidence to even to, to try to do it or have an interest in it. Mm -hmm. So I would not be a person that would support if there was an open spot somewhere and saying, hey, we need a woman there. Let's just get a woman that can probably pull this off and let's get her elected. I, I, would, I couldn't support something like that because I would want to make sure that that woman wanted to do it and had her, you know, her heart into it. Like for me, I had no political experience, but I had the desire to do good and to learn. So I think that's why people supported and voted for me. So mm -hmm. if, if I came across you know, a woman that needed support and that was uh, her view as well, I, I would support that. But um, it gets tricky with the status quo. But I'm in agreement that there definitely needs to be more women in elected positions. And even with age, we just, our newest council member is young. He's 20 years younger than me. And um, he he brings a good, um, a good, not vision, he, he brings a good perspective because of his age. You know, the difference in age between our council, there's five of us, is probably 40 years. And then yeah. I'm the only woman. So we all bring something different. I, and I think that's important. So um, 
you know, I think age, you know, there's a lot of people younger, like the Yamaguchi kid in Placentia, yeah. you know, that's been on council and he was still going here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you see a lot of that in some cities now, uh, a young guy or girl running. So, but yes, I'm, I'm, I would like for more women to get elected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also to touch on that, do you plan to move up in politics or are you trying to stick with Chino Hills? Or? I'm just sticking with Chino Hills. I have some new grandkids and family and I, I like what I'm doing. So we're involved in a lot of other committees and agencies as mm -hmm. city council members. So, you know, I might do something in LA for transportation or Omnitrans. So there's a lot that keeps us busy. So for now, I really can't see beyond getting reelected in November and serving another four year term. So yes. another thing I wanted to touch on was the importance of giving back as an alumni or mm -hmm. even as mm -hmm. a council member and why we should continue to do that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so can you touch on that? Um, I just, uh, I don't know what it is. My husband and I have just been very uh, proud alumni. Uh, we like staying connected to the activities of what's going on on campus. And we found lots of different ways to support. I have a, a short list of friends that are alumni that I'm, I'm trying to get them more involved. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, coming out to a baseball game, a basketball game, or, you know, whether it's sharing something on your social media of something that, you know, good that happened on campus. Um, those are the little things that, that show pride and keep you connected. And then, like you said, um, there's other things that we can do, like the D12 Dinner with 12 Titans, and it's actually, it's uh, Sunday, and we're, we're very excited to ho host it. And so I guess we'll be having dinner with 12 current students, and we're just gonna kind of network and learn about each other and let them ask questions, and this is volunteer, and we host the dinner, but we were very happy to do it. And um, it's nice to see, it's nice for you guys to think of creative ways to get alumni involved, because it's beyond an alum getting something in the mail that says donate $100 yeah. or more, whatever. It's it's beyond coming to a dinner. A lot of people don't feel comfortable in that environment going to a fundraising dinner. So I applied your department um, for thinking of different ways to engage us with students, alumni, um, that, that fits for everyone, has a comfort level. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also with this, you kind of see the actual impact of you volunteering your sure. time and money for it. And I understand you're going to be one of my dinner guests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yes, will. Very so nice. I'm really We're going to be at California Pizza Kitchen yeah. at the shops in Chino Hills. <laughs> That's going to be fun, you mm -hmm. know, having a one-on-one -on -one experience or like a one-on-twelve experience where you're kind of, you're getting an actual return on your investment that you can see instantly. Because if you yes. put $100 here, $100 there, you don't know where that's going yeah. to. You don't know if it's gonna be used for something in the future to be built or if it's used for something minor just to pay someone's salary. But in this case, mm -hmm. you're seeing an impact directly on 12 students that you get to meet in person. Yeah, and yeah. even if you continue later on, keep a connection with them, or like you mentioned before, anyone who can reach out to you, if they do continue to do that, then mm -hmm. you have a lasting impact and mm -hmm. can further their career. And I think what lacks is one-on-one -on -one communication. Mm -hmm. Kids go to a classroom and they get lectured or taught at. I mean, we do have great programs on campus where you can go and talk to talk to people and engage, but I think it's important for the two different generations to have discussions. That's what I find very pleasing when I go and I substitute on campus and talk to the high school kids. So um, it's different than when you, if you were to read an article about how life was in the 80s or 90s, yeah. it would be different than how you're hearing it from me talk about it mm -hmm. and, and vice versa with how you, how you see things. You know, I can write a about millennials, but if I sit and talk to one, look one like you got your things, if I talk to a person that's considered a millennial, I'm going to have a, a very different um, view and how I learn about the nuances of that generation. So that's why I like the D12. I'm really excited to be able to, to talk with people. Yeah. And then going back on that one-on-one -on -one connection, we also have a program called Titan Pro Network. Uh, yes, I'm part, yes, yes. Yeah, so since you're on that, you get to message students or students can message you and mm -hmm. get any bit of advice or 
just contact for any see that any and reason. that's something if there's someone that's something I would highly recommend for someone that like doesn't have a lot of time to go somewhere mm -hmm. to an event or something because I've only talked to about three kids but um, they had to interview me for a class but we did it by like a group call on a phone yeah. and they worked around my schedule so that's a great way to be involved where you uh, if you have limited time or if you don't live in California Mm -hmm. that you can have an impact because it's done through the phone and through computer. Yeah. the computer is to be in the Titan Pro Network. And a lot of them is just like messaging and everything. Yes, so it's you awesome. Get that done. Yeah, and the fact that it's like directly only exclusive to Cal State Fullerton yes. alums, students, staff, and parents, yes. it's you get that one-on-one -on -one connection with people who've gone to the same school, gone through yes. the same things you have. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know them, it's kind of, if someone who comes to you and says, I'm a communications major, I'm about to graduate, I don't know what to yes. do, they could come to you and you, yeah. can find, mm -hmm. you can kind of see yourself in their position. Yes, and the students that I've interacted with, acted with have all been so nice and so gracious that I've shared time and it's I it's, I love doing it mm -hmm. it's great yes that's a great thing and the thing is we need more students to try and reach out to alumni mm -hmm. don't be scared of us now because <laughs> they signed up for that purpose and I think mm -hmm. currently we have over a thousand alumni who did sign up for it who've gone through a similar scenario where you have and mm -hmm. you can just reach out to them ask them for any advice yeah. no matter what your major is what your circumstances because chances are at least one of them will be able yes. to like help you with one of, yeah. one of your issues or just like give you some advice. Because you know, the campus um, the campus may have changed and technology may have mm -hmm. changed, but there's some things that, that still are gonna hold true for your time at, in college. You're still gonna have maybe financial problems sometimes. You're still gonna have problems with a roommate. You're still gonna have to get through a bad relationship. You're still gonna have to maybe suffer loss of a friend or a family member. All we're trying to focus on your studies. So, that's never going to change. Mm -hmm. So students need to remember that, that there's still some value to be had with speaking with older people that we still have all, and we'll go through like the same things at some point in our lives. We also want to touch on any advice you have to give because you've been a part of a couple of different things, mm -hmm. such as the Titan, uh, major in communications, mm -hmm. and also in politics, where a lot of people right now would be wondering, how do I get into a city council position? Or what are my first steps? Or what are my goals for that? So. What are some, like, what's, let's start with some general advice that you can give. Um, well, don't park in this parking lot right here below <laughs> my house because you'll get a ticket because I used to do that. And then I just ignored the ticket and then they held my diploma and I couldn't graduate oh until I paid goodness. all my tickets. So, um, and that was when sometimes when I took a car here, even though I lived there, what a loser. I would drive from <laughs> University Village to here because I was late. Um, but I will say that, like I touched on before, is that, you know, the semester when you're really going to graduate, take advantage of the on-campus interviews, put out your resumes, you know, um, just try to have a job waiting for you, you know, no matter how difficult that may seem. Um, you know, depending on what you, what you might want to do, um, look look at someone that's already doing that and talk to them and or try to find some mentors, depending on, like, you're an engineering, right? No, computer science. Computer yeah. science. So, you know, you might find people that um, are doing that as a career and you try to, like, reach out to them or connect through Titan Pro Network, utilize mm -hmm. that. Um, I was lucky that I was able to get like a lot of contacts working on campus. I really liked working on campus. If a lot of kids don't realize um, the opportunities on campus to work, look at you guys work here. Yeah. I don't even think anyone knows about this house. <laughs> so, you know, really take advantage of working on campus at the bookstore in an apartment, wherever, if you can, especially if it works around your schedule, yeah. you know. Um, so as far as getting into politics, you know, it's like, Talk to your, reach out to your local elected person, whether it's a council member, a state assembly, or a state senator. They always have internship opportunities available, um, and you can work as a staffer. I mean, if, if someone really is serious and wants to kind of get into that, just, you know what, call me because I'd love to, like, give you give you other tips depending exactly on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. so. And if you do listen to this and you do have friends who are trying to get into politics or know who can benefit from it, then 
yeah, feel free to share the video. I'm sure that the more it can reach, the more people can. Yep, and I'm on Instagram. I try to I try to post everything uh, good and great about Chino Hills and stuff. It's Council Chick. Yeah. Isn't that cute? So um, you can message me that way too. Mm-hmm. Did it change mm-hmm. when you were married to Mayor Chick? Or? That's all I'm wondering. I thought. No, just Council Chick. I know I had to keep it at Council Chick. Uh-huh. I mean, you would have to change it after four years. So yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. And then what about in communications? Was there anything particular that you felt that people should know or people should figure out in that state? No, it's just, it's a really good program. Like I said, there it's it's much more um, defined with hotel management and, and different things. Back then it was four. It was either radio, TV, film, PR, advertising, or journalism. Um, but the biggest advice I have, like that first job I got out of college, even if, even if there's no job posted, if there's an organization you want to work for, mm-hmm then put in your resume and, and create create a job. I've done that before too. I've created a job. Make them think that they need you. It's like advertising in a product. It's yeah. like, you know what? Say you need me. This is what I can do for you. Now, I did make the mistake that I, I can't believe I said this one time. I told him I would work for free, which was stupid. <laughs> but I still got hired. And she goes, and we're not, we, we, we all pay you. But, um, you know, just have some initiative to get out there and, and, and find yourself. You find kind of have to put in the work to yeah. get something out yes. of it. It's not going to fall on your lap all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, one last thing that I want to touch on was when you did, did come here, you were active in civic and educational organizations. Mm-hmm. Why in particular education? Why did you feel that that was necessary? Teachers have such an impact. Um, I, I just, I always promote our, our educational things and, and I've just been drawn to that. People have always asked me, why didn't you run for school board? Which is a good question, but I felt in Chino Hills I could, I could do more on city council than as a school board member. But um, education is a tricky subject and um, I just like doing anything to, to advocate for students. And, and what they need so and as a city council member how do you deal with uh, constituents maybe going on like either side of what you want or like of the middle ground how do you find a balance to try and keep everyone happy or at least yeah. keep them satisfied and it's hard because you're not going to make everyone happy but i think mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that people just want to be heard all right so yes. again if you want to contact cynthia yes. she did put out her instagram her phone number and time pro network so there's no excuse not to contact her you know yes. everything out there so again cynthia thank you so much for it was my pleasure I really loved it. You're it, a great yeah. interviewer. It oh, was, thank you very much. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. And thank it was great you. having you today. Well, thank you for having yeah. me.